With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A car shopping experience meets an out-of-body experience. With 50,000 cars added daily and unbelievably smart matchmaking, the new Cars.com. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast, a podcast without broken legs, not been on golf courses, and uh, ready to chit-chat about what is going on in the world of cricket. We've got England, South Africa coming in. We've obviously got the Bairstow emission from all those incoming squads, World Cups and all the rest. We're going to break those squads down. Who's in, who's out, who's missed out, the 100, what's going on there, as well as getting stuck into a few cheeky quick singles towards the end, which is not bad. Considering we're either side of 40 yourself. So thank you very much for joining us. I'm Rob. This is Rich. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> How are we doing? First thing I say when I go and bat, if a new partner or I'm going out to bat, is no no silly singles. <laughs> no, Every single time about fail. Life. <laughs> exactly. No silly singles. Yeah, I pretend I'm being experienced and like no reckless running. Let's not risk anything. It's actually yeah. like, oof, yeah. no, calves will go. Yeah, so, uh, point yeah. it out. Point the guy with a good arm out and say, hey, <laughs> if it's to his right hand, definitely not. <laughs> exactly. Johnny Bairstow, Rob, do not play golf. It is a dangerous game. We've always known it. We've always said it. It's not for me. I'm sorry. It's the old thing, isn't it? Ruins the good war. Also ruins a nice bit of countryside. But he, I mean, how's he done it? Our guess as first was that he got run over by a, a wayward uh, golf cart. It's <laughs> nothing as fun as that. Trip. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing as fun as that. It, it sounds like he was walking up to a tee box. So I'm guessing he was just walking up a slight slope. Uh, that's my interpretation of, of what walking up to a tee yeah, box I'd is. Yeah, I'd say so. Or one of the, um, like, the little markers that say, hey, this is where you hit it from. Like you get the little white yeah. markers either side. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we know. We know golf. I mean, if it's crazy golf, yeah, I'm all over it. Um, pitch and putt. Don't mind a bit of that, but proper golf, sorry, not for me. Uh, but Johnny Bairstow, it's probably not for him anymore. Football has been removed from the warm-up routine for cricketers and probably golf needs to now as well. Johnny Bairstow, the informed player in 2022, 400 in five innings, if we remember. The man was on fire. He's missing the Test match, Rob. Yeah, He's now going to be missing the World Cup. Yeah, He could even miss the Pakistan Test Series later in this winter. And it goes without saying he's also missing the T20 Series coming up in Pakistan that we'll touch on. So really bad news for JB. 
not so you know sneaky old young Johnny Bairstow. Um, but uh, can we say it in the nicest possible way? A little bit of a blessing in disguise, in isolation, for a certain Harry Brook. Yeah, I think so. The the question at the start of the summer was, how do we get Harry Brook in? Like he's got yeah. to play Test cricket for England. He's in the form of his life. We don't get <clears throat> this type of form come around very often from good young Ooh. players. Ollie Pope, yes. Um, but we wanted to see Harry Brook and Bairstow earned his slot six centuries, six Test match centuries before the end of the English summer throughout, you know, mm. Australia, West Indies and, and now England. Incredible form. I actually feel, although his form has been immense in Test cricket, the real loss is the T20 World Cup because he's yeah. one of the finest white ball players around and also a destroyer of spin in the middle overs. And that's that's going to be a big deal to England yeah. in those big uh, middle overs, mm. big pitches. It's going to be interesting to see how we play it. But yeah, Harry Brook, more power to him. He's he's deserved it. He's earned yeah. it. And he's had to really wait on, in theory, what has been a very poor English team that had one win in 17 and he still couldn't get into this top six that was averaging about 25, 28. So mm. I'm, I'm excited to see how he goes. And it's, it's a difficult start. It's a test match decider, a big test match decider against South Africa. And he's playing against that bowling attack that we've bigged up so much that I'm sure mm. will probably get their selection a little bit more right this time. Yeah, absolutely. Harry Brook, yeah, he's, he's 23, still still a young guy, 56 first-class appearances so far, 3,000 runs, Rob. Um, high score of 194 with his 700s and 1750s, averaging 36.08. So he is definitely a man that deserves that opportunity, especially how he's done this summer. Obviously, we've not seen much red ball of him recently. Mm. That's because it was August. And August is no Red Bull month. Um, also, we should say Ben Duckett has well and truly deserved his call-up yes. uh, as cover into the test squads. That's the only change, as we spoke about last time, the only change into this third and final test squad for England. We don't expect Duckett to play, obviously. And I'd imagine we don't expect any other changes in that starting eleven uh, after the way Robinson bowled with Broad or and, and Anderson. Um, Duckett, though, really well-deserved. Got himself 145, I think it was, against South Africa in the Lions game, which yep. Harry Brook also got 140. Uh, well and truly deserved. Uh, and Duckett also is... Uh, we'll be talking about him shortly in the, with regards to T20. Uh, he, but nice he call fits up the mould. So I just want to touch on Duckett. Mm. He fits the mould of McCullum. Like, he's, yes. he, he's, he's good. He, all right, he's short, he's strong, he hits the ball well. But he scores his runs at a tremendous rate. He's scored over a 1,000 yeah. runs this year. A strike rate of 76, batting it generally like that number three hole for for, mm -hmm. uh, for Knotts. That's a quite incredible rate to go and score your runs at um, yeah. in any format, minus T20 cricket. That's a very good rate to be scoring at. So he, he fits the mould and he's positive. He runs hard. He, he does mm. the basics well, but he's a very, very talented cricketer. Yeah, he is. And he, and he can keep as well. So if, yeah. if you're in a pinch, he can can take the gloves as well, do that. So it's, it's well, like I said, well and truly deserved, I think, for Ben Duckett. Um, I'm surprised we've not seen him in England colours more. I thought he might have had a shout earlier on in the summer in one of the, uh, either the, the 50 over or even one of the T20s, but we've not seen him so far. Um, he deserves it. It's simple as that. And I really hope he uh, he, he snatches it and maybe we'll see him on a, on a plane to uh, for the World Cup as well, because that is a big question as well. Before we get on to that, though, Rob, South Africa, we spoke about how badly they got their selection last game. Short uh, top order, really. Long tail. Simon Harmer, second spinner. None of it really panned out, did it? Is there any panic? Simon Harmer, you'd expect misses out. Anybody else? I don't know. I, I can't see a team where you don't pick Marco Janssen in your best got set to. of bowlers. Yeah. Like, yeah, their problem is the batting, and they they haven't got the depth. They're missing Bavuma, who's 
their solid rock that bats at kind of yes. number three, number four. It, it shakes around that team. And I think unless they pick a genuine another batter and play Varane at seven and just take the hit and going, you know what, we've got four mm. bowlers and that's what we're going with, then I'm not quite sure. But you're playing at the Oval. Oval's a decent batting deck. Mm. So maybe it is the time to... This is the track where we bat uh, back having less batsmen on the pitch, yeah. and we pick more bowlers because we know to win the game we've got to take twenty wickets. So maybe this yeah, is the one sensible. where they pick the team that they played from the other test. And I don't know whether you play the one spinner or two spinners. For me, I'd go one spinner because Ngidi, Rabada, Janssen, uh, Naughty Northager, I think is just mm-hmm. an exceptional foursome that shouldn't be tampered with. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. I think Janssen's <laughs> got to come back in for Harmer. And then the big question, Aidan Markram, isn't it? He's the one a little bit under pressure. He's not a middle-order player. He is an opener. He's been put in there, square square um, pegging a round hole. K.O. Zonder's in the squad. He was the, the name that might have played first test, but he got beat by Markram. He's the man I'd expect to come in if there is a change. But there's also Ryan Rickleton, um, who's uh, played in England a little bit uh, this year, I believe. So he's the other option. Not many options, but yeah, I can't wait for this third and final test, mate. See the, the test summer home, won't it? I'd love it if England get a win, but the way this has been with South Africa, they completely dominate the first game. We completely dominate the second game, which means we have absolutely no idea how this last test is going to go. Yeah, it's someone's going to fail. It's not going to. I don't. I don't think with those two bowling techs, you're going to come away unless there's a lot of weather intervention, match drawn. It's going to be uh, a result either way. And yeah, you know, look at the second test. It, it was all on for an absolute splendid test match, very, mm. very even until Stokes and Folks played a match-winning True. partnership. Like there was no True. one else anywhere near what they were able to achieve. So it's it's those moments. Who's going to take the moment? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So so moving on, um, we <laughs> Rob Key got a little bit embarrassed, I'd say, because he named the T Twenty World Cup squad. He fielded questions, spoke about how important it was that Johnny Bairstow. They thought he was the right man to open the batting in the World Cup. Jason Roy, unfortunately, due to bad form, he's missed out. Um, so it was it was all about Johnny Bairstow opening with Josh Butler in the World Cup and then golf injury. Um, <laughs> so we have the World Cup squad, Rob, which I will rattle through quickly, yeah. and then we can talk a little bit about emissions and who's going to replace um, a certain Johnny Bairstow. So it's Josh Butler leading the way, Moen Ali, Harry Brooks, Sam Curran, Chris Jordan, Liam Livingston, David Milan, Adil Rashid, Phil Salt, Ben Stokes, Reese Topley, David Willey, Chris Wokes, and Mark Wood. A couple of players back from injury there. Uh, Travelling reserves who will also be part of the squad is Liam Dawson, Richard Gleeson, and Timmel Mills. Hmm. So, who's missed out, Rob, apart from Roy, uh, um, Jason Roy, would you say? Ah, you, and this, I'm going left field here. I'm Ooh. going left field, but I'm, I'm going Adam Lyth. If anyone's watched the Blast this year or they've watched the 100, he's one of the better power play hitters that there is in the English game, hands down. His ability to hit sixes in the opening power plays is unrivaled. There's no one that's really getting mm. close to him constantly, time and time again. Um, and I, I know it's, oh, he doesn't quite fit the mould of young, exciting white ball hitter, but he's one of, if not the best hitter in the power play that there is in the English game. I, mm. I actually ranked him. I looked at stats from uh, the Blast and I looked at the stats from the 100 combined. He actually averaged eight, nine more than Alex Hales. He hit about another six, uh, sorry, 200 runs on top of Hales. His strike rate mm. was above Hales um, and his balls per, uh, sorry, his, his six hitting ratio was way better. So mm. I, I thought he was a little unlucky. Outside names, James Vince, maybe mm-hmm. doesn't quite fit the mold, but could play a three role, but 
David Milan's been in exceptional form all summer in white ball cricket, particularly in the 100. It was incredible opening batting for the for the Trent Rockets, which we'll touch on. Tom Alsop, very, very good competitions in the games that he played. Um, Benny Howe, I think, is a very underrated yeah. player. He does it with the bat, cheekily mm. does it with the bat. Um, 219 runs, a strike rate of 164. I thought he was very good throughout the summer, but also you throw into that with the ball and his economy rate was 7.3. A 7.3 economy rate mm. is pretty exceptional, to be fair, If especially if you're looking at um, across the competitions, the average economy rate was 8.68, and he's mm. way under that. He's way under that. So I'm really surprised that he didn't get any sort of nod because he's mm. the sort of bowler that could fit a role, especially on big grounds in Australia. You know, he takes a lot of the pace off, a lot of change-ups. Mm. He could have done a job. And Maddie Parkinson, I don't know what mm. he's done around the world at the moment. Like, he's been exceptional all summer. He was okay for England in international cricket, in white mm. ball cricket. And then in the 100, I thought he was probably the best spinner in the competition that wasn't called Sunil Narayan. So, <laughs> yeah, I I thought he was a little bit unfortunate. And David Payne would get that unfortunate um, yeah. nod from me as well, particularly Payne because he can he can do it up top. He can do it down the end. Um, but they're, they're kind of the big ones for me. A few of them are left field just based on mm. analytics. But, you know, if you're yeah. picking a slightly different squad for Pakistan, you know, one or two might have made it. Yeah, it's a difficult one though, isn't it? Because we, we're still not quite clear on what this new setup, this new regime, the new coaches, etc., mm. are looking for. Obviously, we're missing Owen Morgan. We had an era of Owen Morgan. I think this is the first big competition since probably 2014. We've not seen Owen Morgan. I think it might have been that date, if I'm right. Um, so it's all changed, isn't it? Jason Roy's a mainstay. Alex Hales was a mainstay of this T20 squad, and he's the name that people have banded around has been unfortunate. Rob Key even admitted it's a little bit under pressure from the, the questioning media um, about Hales. And he ended up saying Hales ended up ringing him just to say, why am I not in the squad? Why have I not been picked? Um, I think we are at a point now with Alex Hales, whether or not we believe he should be in the team on merit because of form or not, that's one thing. But if there is any hangover from his previous misdemeanors as to why he's not in the team, we need to know what those misdemeanors were. We've not, I've not seen the detail of it yet, but Ben Stokes talks, refers to about Alex Hales in the documentary as he was a friend, you know, very much in the past tense. You know, mm. we need to understand what was it? Alex, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> we need to know. Um, There's similar situation with other players out there, you know, in or around the conversations of England selection. And the more you find out, the more you realise, OK, it's not a bad thing certain people aren't involved. We'd just like to know. I think that's the thing. It's probably none of our business, but it'd be nice to understand why he's not considered if uh, if if there's something more going on. Obviously, he's done really well in the hundred. Always does well in the in the T Twenty Blast. But yeah, the people like Adam Live, good shout. He was exceptional, was mate. Hales mm. um Hales in both competitions. Like me saying Adam mm. Live, I thought was slightly better in the hundred. Doesn't mean mm. Hales was bad. Hales yeah. was one of the best hitters going around, um, particularly in the power play in the 100. He had 125 runs, a strike rate of 150. In the blast, he had 331 runs in the power play, a strike rate of 208, um, mm. which is that they're, they're ludicrous numbers, particularly yeah. when there's so many, and it's not a contradiction, but there's so many people that fall on that average level. They're like, they're here. And then there's mm. only a few that kind of creep to the top. Um, yeah. he's definitely one of them. You know, if you want to go massively left field, and I don't think Ooh. it's an England call-up, but, you know, we gave Adam Rosington so much praise for his county cricket abilities and the change mm. that he had at the start of the Red Bull season and how he was really messed around. Mm. In the 100, he was exceptional. Now, I don't think he's an England player, 
What? Name was, check. I just like I just like him. I really like the way he goes about his cricket. He just he hits boundaries. He's built like a club cricketer, and he just looks like he's having a good time doing it. <laughs> I love it. This, that's that's a good enough reason for me uh, getting the club cricketer. I mean, Richard Gleeson, you could argue, is a little bit of a club cricketer, so he's already in there. So come on, yeah. let's get it in. Um, we love the Richard Gleeson story, by the way. Very very early on when we first started this podcast, Richard Gleeson was on our radar just stepping up from club or minor county cricket. So that's why we mentioned that. Um, so they have, they're outside looking in, those players. Some are very outside looking in. They're like, you know, probably need a ferry to get across to the area <laughs> to get back to the house to then look in. Um, but Hales, Live, people like that, they are options. But there are people closer in towards the squad that are maybe more of an option. Um, I say that because the Pakistan series has also been announced. So there is a little bit of a confusion in my mind of why we've picked Pakistan series squad and we've already picked the World Cup squad. Um, it seems a little bit strange to me, but we have a seven-match series getting underway very soon, Rob. 20th of September uh, in Karachi through to 2nd of October. Seven games, Karachi and Lahore being the uh, being the, the, the cities they've been played in. Really important, wasn't it, that England did do this series and did a decent-sized series yeah. after their poor form uh, previously cancelling um, last year or, or so, whenever it was, I forget now. Um, but really looking forward to that. This squad, let's just go for it quickly. We did think Moen Ali would be leading because Josh Butler's injury, but he is named. So it's Josh Butler, Moen Ali, Harry Brook, Jordan Cox, Sam Curran, Ben Duckett, Liam Dawson, Richard Gleeson, Tom Helm, Will Jacks, David Milan, Adil Rashid, Phil Sol, Ollie Stone, Reese Topley, David Willey, Chris Wokes, Mark Wood and Luke Wood. So the players that aren't in the World Cup squad or in the reserves that have been included is Jordan Cox, uh, the young Kent batsman, Ben Duckett of Knotts, Tom Helm, the big Middlesex seamer, Will Jacks, Surrey, uh, all-rounder, possibly we can call him that. Uh, mm. Ollie Stone, Warwickshire, nearly not. Uh, and Luke Wood, who, who's been around England squads this summer, but not played yet, I don't believe. Um, so some interesting names in there. And the two that we're going to have to look at really as a replacement potentially for Johnny Bairstow in the T20 World Cup squad is Will Jacks and Ben Duckett. Do you think either of those will get the shout above a Hales alive, etc.? It depends what you're trying to plug. Like, mm. I think... I think they've decided that they're going to go all in on Phil Salt at the yep. top of the order. So, so it becomes more of an option then, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I think um, Will Jacks has got a lot of versatility to his game. He's mm. exceptional. He can, like Liam Livingston, give you a few overs. But Will Jacks, um, from the blast and from the 100, his bowling was actually really good. He didn't bowl all that much, but when he did bowl... It was really good. He averaged 19. He had a 6.77 economy rate. So I would have, you know, I, I think he's a, a fairly decent shout that he could be involved. But it's probably going to come down to what's the hole you're trying to fill and who does well for me lately and who does well in Pakistan in what could be quite challenging conditions and completely mm. different conditions to the World Cup that they're going to be playing in in yes. a, a couple of months' time. Yeah, perhaps they're not seeing it as like, you know, if they perform in these conditions, it's not really an indicator of whether or not they'll perform in the World Cup conditions. So we will see. It's all going to come to light soon enough, isn't it? There are some really good options there. I'd love to see Hales given the opportunity, but we don't know why he's being held back as long as he had been. It's probably one of the longest bans, um, <laughs> suspensions in world cricket mm -hmm. history, isn't it? So we need to understand that better. Uh, but poor old Johnny Bairstow, looking forward to Harry Brook. And Ben Duckett, you know, I'm not saying that I want someone to slip in the shower the morning <laughs> of the third, the, fifth, the third test, but I'd really like to see Ben Duckett get a game for England before this summer's out. But, I would, um, I would too. <laughs> so, so Rob, let's before we uh, before we get cleared up, shall we just take a moment and have a think about the hundred? Yeah.
What do you, what do you think? What do, what do you, have you in like we're two years in? A car shopping experience meets an out of body experience with fifty thousand cars added daily and unbelievably smart matchmaking. The new Cars.com. It's magical. Is it has it been better for you this year? I've actually enjoyed parts of it. I feel a bit mucky saying it. <laughs> so mucky. I feel like a, I'm a Red Bull. I'm a Red Bull man. It's got in the way. It's, it's yeah. ruined August. And all those things can be true. Uh, but I've actually enjoyed it as a cricketing spectacle, the cricket. Yeah. Um, I'm not as keen on some of the stuff that floats around the outside of it. Uh, but I am, I'm, I've enjoyed it and I enjoyed the final. I, I enjoyed the fact that it was a low scoring final. Um, the things that do niggle me, like I say, it's the, the, the fact that it's been prioritised at the expense of the 50 over. It's been prioritised ahead of Red Bull County Championship cricket. Um, it seems to just get in the way, doesn't it? It's this huge clunk of time that's just got in the way. Um, and some of the stuff around it, I mean, I like the commentators, generally speaking, but I, I was watching it last night and there's uh, there's a, the, is it someone Hartley? I forget her first name. Apologies. But she sits in front of the crowd. I was thinking she sat there on a chair in front of a kid the whole game. Yeah. Kids just looking at the back of her head for the whole game. It's like, why is she not wandering around the field instead of just sat there blocking someone's view? Um, they're the things I worry about, Rob. <laughs> Great. It was good, good fun commentary. But it's like, why is she just sat there all game in front of that person that bought a <laughs> What's ticket? What's your problems with the 100? Final? Scheduling, breaking yeah. Red Bull. She sat there with Sitting a, in front of a child. To the crowd. Well, no one consider the people behind them. So uh, it's funny. It's a joke in a, in a way, slightly niggling there, but all good. I enjoy it. It is a good spectacle. And the final was fun. And I did, like I said, I like the fact that it was, a, it was a low scoring final. Yeah. And cricket low scoring games can be so interesting and exciting. There was moments where the crowd seems to be just be drifting that hum in Lords rather than really getting into it because it wasn't a boundary fest of a game, was it? No. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I didn't watch a hell of a lot of the competition, but I did watch a, a lot more than I have done uh, last year. So yeah, I, I can I can start. I'm understanding why it's good. I would like to see maybe the subsidised ticket conversation uh, be played out. You know, it, it, the, the crowds there because of the fact that the hundred is such an amazing spectacle, or is there something else going on? And T20 Blast, are we just trying to run it into the ground um, in order to show what a success the hundred is? Um, with ticketing prices, et cetera, and all the, you know, the fact that it doesn't have quite the same focus as the 100. But there are bigger conversations. But overall, yeah, I enjoyed the competition, Rob, in I, many ways. I, th I think everyone's enjoyed the competition. And I, I can't speak for everyone, but it's cricket. We like watching cricket. Mm. It's good cricket. Yes, it is. So we all yeah. like watching good cricket with high-quality players playing. It's why, mm -hmm. you know, you'll end up watching some Big Bash and you watch the IPL yeah. and you watch yeah. the PSL because there's good players playing in it. And this is one of those competitions that's got good players. And I think a positive for it is that there's not too many games and it's not mm. too long. And I think that is really important yes. to hold on to because yeah. that's what's killed the Big Bash. Um, and that is a detriment to TV ratings in the IPL. This cute yeah. comment saying, you know, absolutely, Jack, true story. TV ratings have struggled um, mm. for the IPL, and it's just too long. It's a competition that you could set your watch by. There's one um, one male game a day, one female game a day. I mm. like it. Highlights, packages of 15 minutes a game. I put them on my TV while I'm on my cross trainer. 30 minutes mm. later, I've watched both games, highlights, and I feel good. I've, I've enjoyed what I've seen. Um, yeah. All the things that you say are true and valid and are still a problem <laughs> that they, it is causing a problem. It is trying to uh, destruct the blast. There was a great 
tweet from uh, I want to say Anna Chev Chav. Uh, can't quite pronounce the name right, but there's a tweet. I'll put it down in oh, the yeah. description below. Uh, and I mean, that was around Chave, tickets yeah, I know. for the blast yeah. and how mm. they dropped. I don't, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. I'm talking they, they sold like 500,000 tickets maybe this year, but previous years, 700,000, 800,000. That's the sort of drop that you're seeing. Mm. And there's no actual information around how mm. tickets are purchased for the 100 because so many we know are given away to kids to try and get them involved. I'm absolutely yeah. fine with that. There just needs to be an air of transparency around what yes. you're doing. Um, but the marketing machine is going to market and they're going to tell you it's the most popular game in the world and more women are watching it, more kids are watching it and more people that's never been to a game are watching it. And yeah. that's their job. They get paid yeah. to tell you that information. Absolutely. I'm still very confused also by the fact that it's sponsored by Crisps. Mm. That, that is the, strange. In the, the, in the age shirts, of... Like yeah, there's some. I like the Manchester original <laughs> shirt. I think that's a really that's, nice shirt. But some of the others, ooh. like, are we? Uh, I say we, Trent Rockets. We're a packet of skips. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like the shirt in itself isn't the worst shirt in the world. Sorry, we're going on to shirt chat here, uh, <laughs> but it's it's the fact that it has got a massive skips logo on the middle. <laughs> in the world, the age of healthy eating for kids, and this yeah. is targeting at kids predominantly, isn't it? And we're sticking crisps on the shirt. It. It's like, you got you got a kid walking around sure with a pom bear on his chest. KP nuts <laughs> sign. <laughs> Other nuts are available. Um, I can't believe I've just mentioned KP on this podcast, Rob. I feel bad. Yeah, you know, <laughs> KP's um, commentary, yes or no? Absolutely not. He's, he's horrendous. <laughs> he's the worst. Hey, Rob. Hey, how can I ask the most ridiculously bla- basic question now and make it sound interesting? That's KP all day, every day. <laughs> Doesn't mind nothing. Anyway, Chris, I don't know why I was sponsored by Chris. Get it onto the game, Rob. What are those going? 120 for nine, um, Manchester Originals. I don't know why they were talking as if this game was over at the at the innings break. 120 is still a, yeah. it's a competitive score uh, on a track that would seem to be just doing a little bit, um, getting into the evening, wasn't it? A little bit of you on the field, under the lights, Lord's final, blah, blah, blah. It was never a straightforward chase, was it? Um, Ashton Turner, 26, top scored. He looked pretty good. Lamanby, Tom Lamo, uh, 21. Um, he seems so posh, Tom Lamanby does, doesn't he? I love him as a cricketer. He's an exciting young talent, but he seems so posh. He's very <laughs> so, posh. He looks posh. But he does. He does. I really like him. Um, so 21. Um, pick of the bowlers was Sam Cook, Little chef, four for 18 yeah. off his 20 deliveries. Luke Wood looked lively as well, went for less than a runner ball. Samit Patel, primetime Patel, Rob. He was on a hat-trick at one point, three for 23 off his 15. The man just takes wickets. The man knows the big occasion. He knows what to do. He knows how to do it. He also knows how to get out in that sort of half shot, getting caught on the mid-wicket boundary. I must have seen that 20 times in his career, at least in the flesh uh, or on TV. So, uh, But love Samit. He's, he just brings it, doesn't he? And Matty Carter, big Lincolnshire Matty Carter from Knotts. Uh, he went for less than a runner ball when he's hardly played, I believe, in this competition this year. Um, it was a big moment as well in response, wasn't it? We expected Alex Hales to come out guns blazing and basically say, pick me. Uh, but he was out after eight, uh, getting caught, wasn't he? David Milan, leading run scorer. Uh, is he leading run scorer? Nearly leading run scorer, 19. Uh, and nobody got higher than that in the chase, Rob. And we thought towards the end that this game was done and dusted. Um, but suddenly, Lewis Gregory, everybody's favourite uh, all-rounder, seems a thoroughly nice guy. Um, he got himself 17 off six deliveries, um, 6-4. And it was pretty much game over. Two balls to go. They won by two wickets. An absolute nail-biter at the end. It looked like Manchester Originals were going to get the win, but Trent Rocket somehow channeled their inner rocket and, uh, and, and got the win, Rob. I mean, what more can you say? 
it's a, it's a good effort, and it comes. You know, this tournament is made on high quality games, and the games that aren't close are a little bit meh. It probably means you're mm. watching the Welsh fire, and they're a little bit sad to watch. It's it's not <laughs> a good game of cricket because it's a short game and it's <laughs> so one sided. It's it's almost a little pointless at times. But this was great. You got Gleeson, who's probably the best death bowler in the competition. I think he got the most yep. wickets in the death in the competition. He was superb going up with everything on the line with a set to go. That I feel <laughs> I don't really like saying that, but it was it's a not set right, to go. is it? <laughs> and his, his set went round the park. Um mm. so I hate it when that happens. Good. Mm. I think it's it's been better than last year. The yeah last year was ruined because player availability wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. And whereas this uh, overseas player ability has been very good and generally the English white ball players have been available as well minus one or two like a Reese Topley getting ready for later in the mm. year and, and some of the test players and Besto pulling out uh, Stokes yeah. okay I'm, I'm getting a list together here but I think cool. generally the quality has been really good and that's what's made it a fun competition to watch so um, I didn't like it when it came in it's still not my favourite mm. but uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, yeah, I, it, it's been decent, hasn't it? And we should say as well, um, the Oval Invincibles—they got their second win in the two years, didn't they? Uh, Marazan Cap, man of the match, man of sorry, person, player of the match performance. Apologies, uh, as the Invincibles won by five wickets, six balls remaining in that one. So congratulations to the Invincibles. It was not. It, it, you, it's just such a good, just the way of getting people eyeballs in front of. Yeah women's cricket simple as that isn't it the fact that that crowd's there for the day and they see a cracking game first uh, between uh, you know between the women and then the men's game afterwards so yeah it's been a great competition I mean more than anything I think we have to say the 100 has been fantastic for women's cricket yes that's where it, why it's been so so important how it goes down the track with uh, men's, we shall find out with regards to T20 and all the rest of it. But for women's, it's here to stay and it's a perfect competition to get everybody involved and interested. And I think that's certainly done that. So we do have another final coming up soon, Rob. And this is the final that basically was pushed into the background because of the 100. And that's the Royal London One Day Cup. So it it, it doesn't really get the coverage it deserves. It's still a good competition. It's still an important competition because mm-hmm. England still play One Day Internationals, which is 50 overs. And if we don't play that, we will not be able to produce cricketers that can play that format. It's all well and good going over to Amsterdam and smashing uh, the Netherlands 3-0 on a you know beautiful ground over there. But we've got to be able to do it against the top opposition. Can you do it at Rochdale on a Tuesday night, Rob? That's what I'm trying to say. Probably not. Um, probably and not. if we're not playing it, we probably can't, can we? So We, we, need to we are 92nd in the Football League, though, so you probably can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose if we are playing cricket. They could have Keith Barker, though, ex-Rochdale Keith Barker, uh, to play. So that would, that would balance things out a little bit. But the Royal London One Day Cup, Rob, it's got to its conclusion. It will be played uh, 17th of September um, at Trent Bridge. It's Kent, it's Lancashire. And it leads in nicely because this is going to be the swan song pretty much, give or take, the big moment for... A certain all-rounder, Rob. A certain 46-year-old all-rounder, Darren Stevens, who's Legend. been told he's, he's not wanted anymore at Kent. Um, he overcame his ex-county Leicestershire in the semi-final. He got himself 40-odd off 20-odd balls, tried to destroy the bar at mid, you know, mid-wicket boundary. Um, he's just been a sensational cricketer. He keeps going. He's still bowling well, uh, which at that age, more power to you. My niece shot. Um yeah, 17 years with the county, Rob. He's going to be moving on, but he said he's not had enough yet. He does want to play next year. Um, and yeah, I mean, what a moment. Lancashire have been a good team in this. Obviously, they've got some good players, Keaton Jennings, etc., who also deserves a bit of a conversation when it comes to England. 
But this one, I think, because it's Darren Stevens, you just the neutral's going to go Kent, aren't they? Surely in this one, you got to. You, you've got to. And I also like yeah. Kent's ethos around this. I think Sam Billings came out and said, mm. the players that's played in this competition yes. will mm. play in the final. And I'm just like, I'm all in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, why shouldn't it be? Don't bring in all these superstars. Yeah, um, I agree. Who are very good cricketers. So I don't know why he got one of them. Like little <laughs> box for people listening on the podcast. But I, <laughs> I just think it's really good. These guys have earned the right to be in a, a one-day final and they can go out and do it. And I, I just really like that um, about Kent. Uh, Lancashire have been great, though, throughout the competition. Mm, yes. They had that quarterfinal uh, that Brace was obviously commentating at. But um, mm. excellent game of cricket. Keaton Jennings has been in incredible form throughout yeah. the competition. Keaton Jennings in incredible form in any format he plays yeah. in. Let's be All honest. Summer. He's, he yep. scores runs in the championship, scores runs in Roland the Cup and did well in the blast. He's a massively underrated cricketer. Yeah. Um, he time wasn't, time again. yeah, he wasn't my cup of tea when he was last with England in the test setup, but he's, he's certainly forcing himself forward again now to be one of the first names when, if we discuss a Zach Crawley replacement in due course, but uh, Zach Crawley has a third test to uh, to get rid of that conversation, doesn't he? He does. So, yeah. Shall we get this pod wrapped up today, then, Rob? We've, we've covered some great stuff there. Um, shall we? Shall we? Quick singles. Shall we go for a few? Quick singles. Let's go. Quick singles. Let's go. Right. We're going to start with Kent. We've spoke about Darren Stevens. He's not going to be back, as we said uh, at Kent. He's moving on. Who will take him? That's the big question. He's he has a replacement already. I think, because they signed Joey Everson from Notts, a young all-rounder who performed very, very well in that semi-final. He's a good all-format cricketer, so he's going to be replacing Darren Stevens. Huge boots to fill. Um, they've also lost um, a certain Matt Milnes, who we'll get onto in a second. Zach Crawley, though, a bit of good news. Just mentioned him. He's signed a contract extension that takes him through next summer, so he won't have to worry about where he will be living at that point. First bit there, Rob. Any comments you want to make on the Kent uh, Kent rebuild? Depending on the third test, Zach Crawley will be available a lot for Kent. That's, that's a good, that, that might be good money's worth. <laughs> that is good money's worth. Good money's worth. Um, a county making move. We just mentioned one. Joey Everson has left Nottinghamshire to go to Kent. Notts have been making a few moves as well. Zach Chappell, uh, he didn't really get the opportunity, did he? He's not played as much as he expected since he signed from Leicester a few years ago. He's doing the East Midlands trifecta. He's going to be moving over to Derbyshire next year. Uh, interesting move for him. Good luck to him. James Pattinson, the Aussie, um, Darren's brother, if you're a certain age. Um, he's had to cut short his, uh, his, his contract with not some personal reasons, moving back to Australia, young family. So he's going to miss the rest of this season. Disappointing for, for everybody, really. Uh, but he's been a great servant in his couple of spells at Knotts. But the big one we want to talk about, Ollie Stone. Uh, we mentioned it briefly before. He's back in the Pakistan squad. He's fit again. He's moved to Knotts after turning down a new deal for Warwick. So this, for me, seems a strange one. Um, Warwickshire have stood by him through a lot of injuries over the years um, and now he's he's made the move to Notts and from a Notts perspective great move but if he plays well surely he's going to be playing with England uh, you would imagine in one form or another so yeah. you won't necessarily see a lot of him I don't know I don't know how to uh, cut this one up Rob <laughs> Yeah I, the Stone one's a, a head scratcher he's pretty much with limited cricket behind him come straight back into this England squad and England rate him highly enough I think you'll probably see him transition mm. away from red ball cricket because the injuries have been yeah. a lot over the last few years he's he's good enough he's quick enough quick bowlers are a premium and he will earn a lot of money around the world if he can keep his body fit playing tw- uh, T20 or 660 or the 100 yeah absolutely. Yeah, it could be anything T10 T anything <laughs> T1 I'm looking forward to the 6 over event it's going to be soon it will be soon the 6 or the six ball event, even right. Another county making moves. Rob Yorkshire, 
They're mm. on the rebuild, obviously. Um, they've lost already, haven't they? Uh, players like David Willey. He's moving back to Northamptonshire. Tom Kohler Cadmore is moving on to Somerset, while Stephen Patterson has been told he will be able to leave at the end of the season. But incoming, Ben Mike, um, young, interesting, ex uh, exciting all-rounder from Leicestershire, three-year deal. Uh, it could be a genuine multi-format all-round player, solid signing. Matt Milnes, ex-Notts, moving on from Kent, ex-Newark Cricket Club, yeah. um, allegedly played one game under somebody else's name when he was about 12. Um, he's joining Ben Mark, obviously. He's moving over as well. Darren Goff spoke very highly. The 28-year-old seamer has had great success over all formats on the South Coast. And Sham Masood's coming across next year as well. Had a great summer, hasn't he, with Derbyshire under Mickey Arthur. But the opportunity to link up with Otis Gibson, who coached him at Moulton Sultans, was a big part of the appeal for him. And he signed a two-year deal. Yorkshire good. making moves. Very, very good from Yorkshire. They are, you know, they are in ultimate rebuilding mode, culture-wise, player-wise. Um, people out, people in. Bring the right people in that you want to build it around. So good for them. Absolutely. So one last count of mention, and then I want to finish on a retirement. Uh, but we have uh, Durham. 33-year-old keeper and one-time captain. Ned Eckersley's been told he's surplus to requirements at the end of the year, but they have extended Bryden Cast for a further three years, a 27-year-old um, Seema who's starting to get in and around the England setup. So good good move for him. But I want to end on James Hildreth on my part of here, Rob. Somerset stalwart, he's announced his retirement and due to hamstring injury, he couldn't wait till the end of the year. So he did it with immediate effect. Uh, unbelievably uncapped Hildreth, Rob. 224th leading run scorer in county championship history with 15,698 runs to his name, all scored for the one and only county for him, Somerset. One county legend, we won't see the likes of that again and we certainly won't see a player getting to that sort of level, um, I don't think, again, uh, with the fact that we're not going to be playing probably as much county championship as we go forward. Yeah, shame. He never played for England, mate. He was good enough. Um, he just played in an era where there was players like KP, and a really strong England lineup after <laughs> was having a few few uh, rough years. One minute to go on the podcast. Trent Bolt, Colin de Grandhome, both no longer yes. New Zealand contracted players. Yes. Both of them are moving on into T20 uh, world and will earn a lot of money. De Grandhome has officially retired from international cricket. Trent Bolt has left the door ajar just a little bit. And Rich, tomorrow... County Cricket is back, Division yes. 1 and Division 2 in operation. Surrey top of the table above Hampshire, Lancashire and Essex in the chase, as long as Nottinghamshire and Middlesex 1 and 2 in Division 2, with Glamorgan and Derbyshire still got a shoe-in of trying to make it. Ooh, all interesting stuff. But we love the fact that Red Bull's back. It must mean that we're in September. It must mean that winter's on the way, because that's Red Bull. That's when it's coming back. We love it. Test Cricket's coming on Thursday as well, Rob. Plenty of cricket this week. We'll be back to cover the South Africa-England decider and probably talk a bit of Red Bull County Championship. Looking forward to it. We'll see you then. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.